Welcome to the Dealing with Goliath podcast. The mission of Dealing with Goliath is to sharpen the psychological edge of business leaders with skin in the game who want to be more effective under pressure, uncover hidden value and increase profitability. With expert guests across the business spectrum, we deliver gems of wisdom, delving into their methods, their thinking and approach to business life and to problem solving. This is the double espresso shot of insight through our short interview format where we are concise with five questions in about nine minutes. I'm your host, Al McBride, and my guest today is Dr. Marcia Reynolds. Marcia Reynolds is an expert on how to use your emotions to manage your mind. She has taught in 41 countries and has reached thousands more online. Her clients include AT&T, American Express, Harvard Kennedy School, Cornell University, and the Moscow School of Management. And that was a much longer list that I really condensed down. It's very impressive. Excerpts from Marcia's books, Outsmart Your Brain, The Discomfort Zone, and Wonder Woman have appeared in business and psychological publications around the world. Her latest international bestseller, Coach the Person, Not the Problem, a guide to using reflective inquiry, was released this past June to rave reviews by coaches and organizational leaders. And it's one that I've just bought myself, actually, and I'm very much looking forward to getting into in, in the days after this call. So, Marcia, welcome to the show. It's fabulous to have you on. Oh, thank you. Thanks for uh, asking me. Not at all. Not at all. Well, where are you joining us from today? From Phoenix, Arizona, where it's usually sunny, 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 and today it's overcast. So it's like, oh, the lighting is not great. The I'm not used great. to that. You're used to the, <laughs> to the perfect sunshine there, uh, the edge of the desert, fabulous stuff. Yeah, I can assure you it's the opposite here uh, in Dublin, but... Uh, but yes, uh, I enjoy the season, so <laughs> I try and put a positive slant on it. So let's dive uh-huh. into the questions, Marcia. So who is your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge mm-hmm. they face? Well, because I came out of the corporate world, my ideal client is, is executives and leaders and, and high potentials in corporations because that's that was my background. I spent 16 years in companies and and trying to figure out what does it really take for leaders to be better. But that took a lot of years to figure out. It's not like you can read a book and figure it out, a book can help. Um, but to really look into more what stops them yeah. than what they should do. They always know what to do, but why don't they do it? So that that's what I researched for many years. Yeah. And that's even why I got into coaching, because coaching really does work to uncover what's getting in my way of doing what I think I should do. It's an incredibly interesting point, because as you said, particularly the higher you go, uh, whether they're a successful entrepreneur, as you say, CEO or C-suite, they usually have a pretty good idea of what to do. It's, it, rather than that, that confusion of not knowing what to do, that's a very interesting point. Yeah. So what are some of those common mistakes people make when they try to solve that problem? Um, well, oftentimes they'll go to training programs, they'll read books, and they'll say, I want to do this. And then they'll start and it feels very awkward and they say, oh, this doesn't work. And they go back to their old behavior, you know. And so there's a lot of uh, statements in research that people don't change. Well, 
they don't change abruptly. And, and I think that's the expectation. If I try this, I'll see results and then I'll continue. They don't realize that changing behavior is really a transformational process, mm-hmm. which takes time. And generally, we slip and fall a lot as we learn. You know, I mean, because learning is always from mistakes. So it feels awkward. So what feels awkward? But let me stay at it. And, and, and then at the end of the day, say, what did I learn about this? And set little incremental goals instead of huge ones. So we create habits of, of listening and being with people in a more engaging way. And it, I, 30, 40 years is the same thing of why leaders don't do what they know they should do. But when they start to recognize those blind spots and what they're saying to themselves and being honest mm-hmm. about um, that they need courage, because a lot of times they don't want to admit they need courage, but that's what they need in order to stick with it. And, and just saying that out loud makes a difference. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Just as a question on that, do, do you find that there's been any changes really in in the, the general behaviors of some of your clients over, say, you mentioned 30 years or over that time period? Or is it even with all the tech in the world and all supposedly we're so much more enlightened now than even 30 years ago? Is it still pretty much those same problems that that you encountered when you when you started in this field? Oh. Well, it's the same problems, but we're getting better. That's because what I love is the employees are demanding it. You know, so when I first started and and for the many years that I worked, I always wanted my boss to be a certain way, to listen to me, to acknowledge me, to value me. Um, But I didn't expect it. It was just it had been nice. Now the employees, they're expecting it. Um, you need to recognize me and develop me. And so there's a demand that's pushing leaders to change. That I've seen, you know, like over the last decade at least, if not 15 years. But then with the pandemic, the push is even more because the emotions are intense. People don't know what they're going through. And I need you as a leader to just listen to me, you know, and help me understand what's going on. So empathy It's real ambiguity, you know, embracing that. I don't know what's going to happen and being able to say that it's now real. It's not just, you know, an abstract thing you learned in a class or read in a book. You know, so what's happening is, is the employees and the world and life are forcing um, leaders to become more connected um, with others. And not just about KPIs and goals. It really is exactly. About that that's fascinating. That it it sounds like it's very much in that idea of now everyone's a leader, and as we all know, one of the most difficult management or leadership roles is having to lead upward to someone who's technically in a hierarchy above you. Uh, yet, as you say, that's what's actually uh, spurring a lot of the change. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Well, um, uh, even in, you know, things have changed economically, but um, over the last 15 years, the, the um, retention is huge. You know, the younger employees just, they're quicker to say, I'm out of here. I'll go do something else. 
you know, for, for a long time, certainly my parents were like, no, you have to stay with what you have. You know, and then there was you develop a career, you stay on one path. Well, that's just not the way it is anymore. Um, that's and that just started really, really shifting around 2005, 2006. And then we hit that recession. Um, and uh, again, you'd think people would get scared and they'd stay. But they were saying, well, okay, well, now's the time for me to change. <laughs> you know, and what's my life purpose? And and making big changes. And so you can't count on that people are just going to stay out of loyalty or for a paycheck. That, that's very interesting yeah. that you've mentioned two opposing ends of changing quickly being a bad thing. As you said, younger generations demanding the change, they're not willing to stay if it's not right. Whereas leaders need to actually lean in and not change their what they're trying, what they're experimenting with too quickly they have to give it some time in the behavior change very interesting two different ends of it okay very good well because if they attempt to change too quickly it's it's not sincere and we know it yeah yeah we have a radar system for what's authentic and what's not and like you don't really care about me you're just pretending you're just doing the thing that you learned <laughs> watching that webinar um, there's got to be a real sincerity you know and we're just really coming to understand the impact of energy exchange between people of what's going on that's not about the words you know and like the presence you bring even remotely right now is so has so much more impact than the words you choose you know so that I'm sincere in wanting to know what is your experience right now, please help me understand. There has to be a sincerity in that, you know, and that, and to yeah. say, I'm working on this, I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, we're going to um, establish an even, even greater relationship in the future. Um, there's an energy we have to bring with those words that people go, yeah, I, I get it. That I get that's what you want. I want that too. It's, it's so, fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, the words have to be coherent with, as you say, the emotional resonance that you're bringing it has to be in line, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. So, yeah, so you have to even think before you go into a conversation, what am I feeling right now? And what am I believing about the person I'm about to talk to? You know, do I feel hopeful? Do I feel, um, you know, if I'm upset and I'm disappointed, I need to be willing to say I'm disappointed because you didn't do what you said and I know you can. And I want for you, you know, to achieve more. So I want to help you. You know, I want to understand what's going on with you and see if we can find a different way forward. You're starting to answer the next question, which is what is one valuable free action that the audience can implement that will help them with the the issues that we're talking about. And, and right there, we're, we're starting to hit into it, that just a, a arriving and actually being that little bit more mindful of, of what you're going into. Well, especially right now with all that's going on and there's low, low levels of anxiety that we're experiencing and just things we don't understand to just take a moment before you go into any conversation regulate your breathing because our breathing gets out of whack mm -hmm. release tension in your body 
center yourself. This I learned from the athletes. You know, you put your awareness in the center of your body, not in your brain. And then choose. This is how I want to feel when I go into this conversation. And it just be one or two things. You know, I want to feel calm and courageous. I want to feel patient and compassionate. Whatever that is, choose it, breathe it in. And if it's just one or two words, if you start to feel off balance in the conversation, you can just say those one or two words to yourself and you'll come back to that caring, compassionate, compassionate, connected presence. It's very interesting. Is that how you would set intent as well? Because it sounds like you're setting an emotional intent rather than a specific goal oriented intent. Right. Yes, we have to set an emotional intention. That's like the first thing. You know, how do I want to feel in this? You know, and then what do I believe in? Do I believe in the person's potential? Because they're going to know whether you believe in them or not. Mm. Uh, you know, so yes, your emotional intention and your belief. You have to think about that quickly <clears throat> before you enter that conversation. It's a fascinating one. Mm-hmm. Fascinating one. So what is one... F- valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will help them with this? Um, Well, on my website, covisioning.com, there's a lot of free stuff. Um, Actually, under discomfort zone, uh, there's a page of training resources that has Mm -hmm. videos and and things. and, um, And there's a secret page. If you if you search on my site for coach the person resources, you'll find a secret page of videos and podcasts and all kinds of things that I had created when I was first selling the book um, as a bonus page and it's still sitting there. So, and I add to it. um, So go to my secret page. That's very (laughs) cool. And I have to say there, there is a wealth of goodies on the page. There's all sorts of tools. There's a resilience uh, little test there. There's a, uh, a checklist. There's all sorts of fantastic stuff. Uh, it really, it really is quite something. So it's far more than just one little freebie. It's excellent stuff. And of course, is the first chapter of the book, which is well worth uh, getting and having a read of. So, what's one question I should have asked you that would have been great value for our audience? Hmm. A question. So many. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I think, you know, the, what's the one thing that leaders totally misunderstand? And I think it's the word listening. You know, they think they're supposed to, and I even said it during this, they need to listen. It's not listening. In fact, I don't really like that word. It feels like it's something I'm doing to you. It's receiving. Can I fully receive what you're giving me in your words, your expressions, what you're not saying? Can I take it in and just digest it before I analyze it and respond to you? So receive and appreciate what they're sharing with you before you respond. It's a fabulous point. It's a fabulous point. Excellent stuff. So thank you so much, Marcia. We'll pause the interview there. Thank you. As I said, we've just got a little tip of the iceberg there of a lot of your insight and your wisdom. So thank you for sharing with that uh, today. Outstanding Mm -hmm. stuff. Cheers. Where can people learn a bit more about you or get in touch with you? Well, my website, you know, on my my about page, 
uh, on my website, it says, uh, who, who is Marsha? <laughs> and there's, you know, I talk about it, but you know, I, on the website, it shows all the things I do, what I offer. Um, and there's a contact form there as well, if they want to reach out to me. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Marsha Reynolds, thank you very much for your time today. Cheers.